0: Happy release! With a harsh halloo and a blare of his horn, the coachman turned into the yard and pulled up his strengthy beasts. The ostlers were at their heads in a moment. The coach door was pulled open, admitting a welcome blast of air, icy and tinged with the smell of horses. I drew a shuddering breath and waited for the burlier folk to quit their seats. Next to me, Martha heaved an unhappy sigh. I cannot bear the thought of continuing on alone to Bath, she said. Perhaps I ought to have accepted my sister's invitation and passed the Christmastide with all of you at Steventon. Martha's sister, Mary, is my brother James's wife. It was to spend Christmas among our friends and relations in Steventon that we had ascended the stage this morning. Martha, however, was fortunate in a pressing invitation to Bath and must bear all the indignities of a public conveyance until well past nightfall. We were to transfer to private accommodation here in Basingstoke for the final four miles of our journey. James had promised to send a man for us. I glanced at the lowering sky, the fall of flakes only increasing, and fervently hoped that my brother had elected a closed carriage over his usual donkey cart. "'Pray take the hamper, Jane,' said my mother briskly, holding out her hand for her reticule. I'm sure the good man at the Angel will overlook our nuncheon, provided we offer custom in another quarter. I shall order hot lemonade to throw off the draught. At a few pence per draught, this should hardly supply the loss of a fine dinner in a private parlour. But Mr. Fitch, the Angel's publican, was unlikely to expect much from us in any case. Four ladies of shabby-genteel appearance, ranging in age from thirty-nine to seventy-five, and travelling upon the common stage, are unlikely to loosen their purse strings, even if the purse is netted of silk. Martha was already supplied with a steaming mug of what I suspected to be mulled wine. As the coachman would stay only for the change of horses, she could not spare a moment for the angel's interior. I gave her a swift hug and wished her joy of the Christmas season in Bath, which was likely to be far more festive than our own, considered briefly the madcap notion of abandoning the brawn in the stable yard and stowing away in the coach with my friend, then turned resolutely and trudged after my family. Novelists, I reflected, are rather apt to pass in silence over the rigours of travel, Our heroines are generally accommodated in private carriages, complete with fur lap robes, enormous muffs, and hot bricks to their feet. They travel post, with private teams of horses at every stage, and invariably are pursued by a rogue so handsome and dangerous as to render them insensible for the better part of the journey. I should dearly wish to be insensible for the remainder of mine. Miss Austin, ma'am? I glanced up from the muddy ruts, already turning grey with snow. A man in nankeen breeches, heavy boots, and a worn sailor's jacket. James's man, no doubt. Jem Harley, ma'am, he said. Rector sent me to fetch you. I've stowed the cart in the stables so as to keep the nag warm. The cart. My heart sank four miles through open country at a snail's pace, in snow. Having been pretty well acquainted with James for nearly forty years, I ought not to have hoped for much else. The man was holding out his hand for the hamper. Pray partake of the contents, I urged, as I handed him the basket. I am sure you will need fortifying for the journey ahead. Dusk comes swiftly in late December particularly when the sun is obscured by a heavy layer of cloud. Now that the snow was falling in earnest, the roads out of Basingstoke were grown deserted, as more sensible people sought safety within doors. I am sure that our driver Jem could hardly see beyond the nose of his nag. He did not complain or mutter oaths, however. Indeed, he uttered not a syllable, his shoulders hunched and his gaze fixed on the road. The unfortunate horse moved at a walk. Given the weight of our baggage and ourselves, I was surprised that it moved at all. It was nearly four o'clock and growing...